our lives here on earth are not about storing up more and more stuff, just getting and getting. But our lives were designed to store up eternal treasures, eternal wealth. And what is eternal treasure? Eternal treasure is a rich relationship with God and rich relationships with the people he has put into our lives. That is what matters. That is what defines our life. That is what makes our lives rich. And that is the wealth that will endure throughout eternity. And it's why you see both the wealthy and the poor and everyone in between struggle with addictions and broken relationships and even ending their own lives. Because life isn't about how much you have or don't have. It's about finding the love and joy of relationship with God and with others. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Joanna Church. Today we're looking at the parable of the rich fool from Luke chapter 2. Then someone called from the crowd, Teacher, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. Jesus replied, Friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? Then he said to the crowd, Beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, What should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, My friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything that you have worked so hard for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. I think it's easy when we hear teachings like this from Jesus to just pass by it or skim over it if we aren't financially rich. We think to ourselves, well, that's not me. I'm not rich. I don't have storehouses. I only have $50 in my savings account. But Jesus brings it right down to all of us when he simply ends the parable with this. A person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. That means any person. And he starts the parable by saying, beware and guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Every kind of greed. It's easy to see the greed of the wealthy. It's easy to see how the very rich store up more and more things, houses, airplanes, clothes, vacations, and they display all of it on Instagram so the rest of the world can marvel at their stuff. You don't have to look hard to find examples of corporate greed. 
where the average worker gets laid off while the CEOs get bonuses that could pay for a year of work for numerous employees. It's all in the public records. So when we hear Jesus talking about a rich fool, it's almost like he is showing us a caricature of what we already see flaunted in front of us by the wealthy. And yet, he told this parable in response to an average man calling out from the crowd about an inheritance dispute with his brother. And he says to the man, life is not measured by how much you own. So in the same way that the rich person's life is not defined here on earth or in eternity by the amount of stuff that they own, even if they think and act like it is, the poor person or the middle class person, their life is also not defined by what they own or don't own. And the warning against greed, wanting what we see others have, feeling as if our life isn't as valuable because we don't have as much stuff, wanting to hoard our money and our food and our stuff because we are poor, fighting with our family members over money and stuff, over an inheritance. That greed is just as costly, just as sinful, just as pervasive, and just as short-sighted as a wealthy person who is consumed with greed. Interestingly enough, you can be a wealthy person who is more concerned about your relationship with God and with others than you are about your wealth and building more wealth. So you can be a, a, a rich person who also has a relationship with God. And conversely, you can be a poor person who has no relationship with God and is consumed by getting more. And then who's the one who is the fool? And as much as we like to think that Jesus came to overthrow governments and financial systems as a whole, his actual ministry was to touch the lives and hearts of each individual person. A government, a financial system, a religious system, none of these can have relationship with God, but a person can. And Jesus says that if you or if I, or if we are only concerned with building up our earthly bank accounts, then we are being a fool. Because he came to give us a rich relationship with God. As Ben spoke about in last week's episode, Where's Your Treasure? And just like the rich man in this parable, our lives here on earth are not about storing up more and more stuff, just getting and getting but our lives were designed to store up eternal treasures, eternal wealth. And what is eternal treasure? Eternal treasure is a rich relationship with God and rich relationships with the people he has put into our lives. That is what matters. That is what defines our life. That is what makes our lives rich. And that is the wealth that will endure throughout eternity. And it's why you see both the wealthy and the poor, and everyone in between, struggle with addictions and broken relationships and even ending their own lives. Because life isn't about how much you have or don't have. It's about finding the love and joy of relationship with God and with others. So let's see what Jesus said next, right after he finished this parable. Then, turning to his disciples, Jesus said, That is why I tell you, don't worry about everyday life, 
whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear. For life is more than food, and your body is more than clothing. Look at the ravens. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for God feeds them. And you are far more valuable to him than any bird. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over big things? Look at the lilies. Look at how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of people who don't believe in God all over the world. But if you believe in God, you should know that your Father already knows all of your needs. So seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. Don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your heavenly Father great happiness to give you his kingdom. Sell your possessions, give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven, and the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. Your treasure there will be safe. No thief can steal it. No moth can destroy it. For wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. I think one day we will break down this scripture a little bit more, but let's just take the key points for today's thoughts. First, don't live a life of worry. You are valuable to God. He will provide for you as you seek him. He will care for you. Then seek God's kingdom, his righteousness, which means seek his way of thinking, seek his way of living and relating to the world, and then he will provide everything you need. And what is his kingdom that we are supposed to be seeking? Paul says in Romans 14, 17, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but the kingdom of God is living a life of right standing with him, its goodness, its peace, and its joy in the Holy Spirit. So finally, Jesus says, where your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be as well. So let's think about that together. Imagine if you began seeking the kingdom of God every day and making that your chief concern. Each day you work at seeking his kingdom, his righteousness, his right standing, his right way of thinking, seeking goodness, seeking peace, seeking joy. I don't know about anyone else, but if my life were filled with the treasures of God's kingdom, all the goodness, all the peace, all the joy, all his provision, all of his love, all of his wisdom, all of his patience and mercy for others, I feel like that would make my life so full, so wonderful, so full of life and treasure that money and stuff would just feel like a nice afterthought. Our relationships with God and with our friends and families would become rich and become the true treasures of our lives. So let me encourage you today. Life is not measured by how much you own. Don't be a fool today, working only to store up earthly wealth. 
but instead be someone who works at having a rich relationship with God and a rich relationship with others. For wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Today, I speak a word of blessing over your heart. I pray that your heart would be freed from worry, freed from even the smallest idea of greed, and in the place of greed and worry, I speak the righteousness of God. I speak right standing with God. I speak goodness and peace and joy and love over your life. I invite the Holy Spirit to reveal His beautiful kingdom to you today. And I pray that you would see the rich treasure that you have been given by being able to have relationship with your eternal Father and with the people in your life. Now go, be the church to your world. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.